All right. Oh, took a couple attempts, but we're alive. It is episode 13 of the Grind Mastermind for August the 4th, 2023. Chris, how you doing today? I'm great. Spending some time in Italy with the family. Nice. Still working, but yeah, enjoying some time free as well. What about you, man? I am in the same place I normally am when we record these episodes because I'm pretty boring and I'm a homebody. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just battled through some technical issues. Gotta love it. But here we are. What, August? Summer's flying by, hey? Yeah. As it normally does. Not, look, not looking forward to the cold, honestly, but I'll be in Thailand in October for some time, so... Oh. I'm gonna postpone the heat, the 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 cold for a while. Well, let's not start talking about the cold just yet, right? I mean, it's still nice, uh, nice here in August. Yeah. So, do do things slow down for you in the summer, or is it because like because you're kind of a solopreneur, it really just like it's not as seasonal. It's like, do uh, I have a lot of clients last, or not? I remember last year it was pretty busy, and this year I tried on purpose to keep most of August kind of lighter right here just to, so that I can spend more time with family uh, so basically for the next couple of weeks I'm probably just gonna work on the business so no very few client stuff I have a delivery for one project and a couple of uh, potential new project calls but apart from that it's just my own stuff which is good mm-hmm all right well that makes sense you want to uh, jump right the heck in, just so that everybody knows, every two weeks, Chris and I go live. We do a quick update on the last two weeks of our businesses. We set goals for the next two weeks. We talk about tools, books, all that fun stuff. Chris, of course, running his copywriting UX agency, and myself working on an immigration tech startup in Canada. So we get a little, little taste of two different worlds, you know? Um, so Chris... Your goals for this week were to record the first podcast episode, which I know the answer to, but I'll let you talk about it, and transition to the weekly email. Those are the two things I have here. Yeah, so weekly email, that's done. I posted, I think, the first three issues last three weeks. That's been going pretty well. I've been getting a couple of subscribers, not sure where from, uh, maybe from... <laughs> podcasts or from YouTube I think so that's pretty good and I'm seeing the the unsubscribe rate also uh, has gone to zero while before with the daily obviously I had a lot more unsubscribes because right. daily it's a bit more you know time-consuming so it's a little more polarizing for the reader they kind of either yeah. dig it or they want to get out I found yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been, been going well. It takes me. I write it every Friday and send it out on Fridays. So Friday morning, typically one hour, sit there, collect all my thoughts and notes from the week, and sit down and write it. So it's pretty convenient and fits pretty well with the routine, uh, with the weekly routine. So so far so good. Nice. Or the. For the podcast that's launched as well, I launched it this week. Was it uh, when it was Wednesday? Yeah, two days ago. I think I posted the first episode. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a couple of a uh, couple of 
blocks in the recording process, in the creation process. I kind of had to redo everything, so kind of wasted two hours. <laughs> just Why would realized that I. So basically, I started recording it using the script, just because I thought, yeah, it's nice, right? So everything gets published, it transcribes it automatically as I record. The only problem is that this script, which is pretty annoying, only works if you have internet, if it's connected to the internet. And mm. my my Wi-Fi here in Italy is pretty bad. Right. So, <laughs> so basically, I recorded it like an hour and forty minutes because you know some like with all the different like the episode in itself was fifteen fifty five minutes edited, but with all like the rough recording was an hour and forty minutes. And in the end, it actually recorded only 30 minutes. Oh, my <laughs> so, God. So I basically had to re-record. It actually, was, in a way, was kind of uh, good because it helped me realize that it was a bit longer the first time around. So I also cut some of the stuff that I recorded the first time and I made it shorter on purpose. Well, I, I, I find with anything an extra hour. The, the next So number one, that sucks. I guess the lesson is always record offline. And then the good thing with the script is you can just you can just upload the file, right? And it still does the whole transcription after the fact. Yeah, yeah. So you're definitely better off to uh, to do it that yeah, way. So, but the second or third so time I, you do something, like I, I don't, you you pretty much agreed to this, but like yeah, it sucks to have to re-record. But from all of my experience, and this goes for podcasting, writing, speaking, whatever, the second or third time you do it, it gets better, right? Because like. You get familiar, it comes out a little smoother. Now, you probably don't want to do that for every episode, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I know, and I went the super standard route of you just using QuickTime mm -hmm. for the recording, super easy. And well, and, 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 and Descript can do all that like after stuff anyways, right? You It, yeah. it has like effects that'll remove, like you said, it removes background noise and you can edit yeah. the ums and the filler words really quickly. So yeah, record offline, I guess. Although when I used to do my podcast with guests, I used to use Riverside. Yeah. Well, I guess obviously yeah. you have to be online one way or another, right? If you're interviewing somebody. But for a mm -hmm. solo episode like what you do, um, yeah, probably yeah, safest right. to, to record offline. Yeah. So let me ask you two things. Number one is... How did it go? Are you seeing any like initial results or anything? And number two is, I feel like podcasts are one of those things that so many people want to do, but they just are like too intimidated or nervous to ever start. So like, what was it like? Did it take a lot of upfront work? Was it as hard as you thought? Yeah, good question. So first, um, as far as traction, I mean, I'm seeing a couple downloads, like 20 downloads far so not much just because i i just posted it uh on social media i i posted it today to the newsletter so i might see a couple more but with the for the first episode i wasn't expecting anything and i'm, I'm actually not expecting anything at all even like if, even if it's the first year i'm not expecting anything it's something that i one of those infinite games that i'm reading the book anyways and i mm -hmm. like it i enjoy it and i've also realized while recording like actually making the podcast help, helps me in a couple of ways first it helps me understand the stuff that i read much much better it helps me connect ideas to all other stuff that i've read and it also helps me uh, with the communication aspect especially right. for me as a non-native like reading the book 
and hearing my voice and also re-listening to the the whole episode as I'm editing helps me improve my communication skills, my pronunciation. So yeah. it's kind of a multi-positive effect. I mean, it, it must be a great way to internalize what you're learning from the book, right? It's one thing to read yeah. it. It's like I remember um, in undergrad, there were these... I would basically like tutor a couple kids in my own math class because they didn't know what day it was. And so I would study and then the day before I'd give them like a one hour like master class. And at first, at first they were like super thankful and well, they were thankful the whole time. But what I realized after doing it the first time, I was like, wow, that's a really good way to like internalize everything I've studied, say it out loud in my own voice, blah, blah, blah. And, and like you said, I think that's what Gary V would say, which is like, be prepared to eat shit, aka get like no results for like multiple years before anything happens. So yeah. I think the key is to pick something exactly as you're doing, which is what's something you're going to be doing anyways. And so it's not like that much more of an effort to go that much further and stay committed to it, even if there's no results, right? Yeah, and if you can stack some additional benefits on top of it, like the secondary benefits that I mentioned, even better. Mm -hmm. Like the, the other things, even, so these are some benefits that I get from doing it, but even before actually sitting down and recording it, I realized that first I take better notes uh, on the books that I read because I know that the notes that I'm going to take, I will use them for the podcast to mm -hmm. like, know what I'm going to say for each of the highlights that I read. And for people who don't know, the podcast is called Writers of Influence. It's basically me reading biographies or books on marketing, copywriting, and commenting on my thoughts, connecting ideas, and so on. So basically, it's, a, yeah, it's kind of like a monologue reading kind of podcast. And the other thing is also it helps me highlight fewer uh, passages from the book rather than because I, I tend to highlight a lot of stuff typically while knowing that I'm going to record a podcast on it and I'm going to have to read the highlights I'm not going to highlight like 80% of the book right otherwise it's, it's going to be way too long so mm -hmm. it has me focus on just the stuff that I yeah that sparks ideas mm -hmm. and uh, connections and and I'm sure over time you'll you'll get better at that too, right? Like finding the perfect amount of quotes and what you know, whatever, whatever. I listened to probably the first third of it, and for the purposes of our listeners, I'll share the feedback I shared with you. Number one, I don't think I mentioned this to you. I think the picture's friggin' awesome. Like I don't know how you made it. Like if it was like Mid Journey or whatever. Mid Journey. Yeah, really cool um, <laughs> picture, for whatever it's worth. Um, I thought it was good. Yeah, the, the biggest piece of advice I gave to Chris was that, especially for the first couple episodes, I would have like a one or two sentence intro telling me what the heck I'm in for, right? So like, what what is this, right? You kind of just got right into it, which is good. I hate when like people hem and ha at the beginning, or they have like all these, you know, sponsors at the beginning or whatever, you kind of got right into it. But at no point until maybe the end, did you say like, hey, I'm Chris, I'm a copywriter in this podcast, I read books and I share my findings, blah, 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 right? Like could be 10, 20 seconds. The reason for that is, especially at the beginning, 
people might be finding you eventually randomly on like iTunes or whatever the hell it's called now, right? Apple Music or whatever, um, Spotify. And so giving them even just a quick snippet of, of what they can expect, I think would help. Down the road, you might be able to get rid of it um, once it becomes like kind of well known, right? But uh, anyways, other than that, I thought it was super interesting. Um, I thought once, I thought the, the intro was, um, I thought once you got into the groove, like once you got five, ten minutes in, you kind of fell into the groove and, and you talked a little bit more naturally and stuff like that too. But that's just how it works. And also you'll, you know, every episode will be that much better, that much more confident. So yeah, man, it's great. I'm interested to hear about cool. how it goes down the road. Yeah. So yeah, for next two weeks, I am. So while I'm here in Italy, I'm not going to, uh, to record another YouTube video. So for the channel, um, and as the podcast also, I'm publishing the podcast also on YouTube, uh, just the audio basically. So I'm going to double down on the podcast while I'm here in Italy. So for next two weeks, I'm going to post episode two, which is basically part two of the same book. So the podcast episode two. Okay. And also I've got, uh, I want to do like a one week experiment and this came from an idea of a, an article that I read and we'll post the link, I'll send you the link after to post. I don't know if I shared it with you, basically a guy that put up an Etsy store um, and used ChatGPT AI to create like the story of the store, the graphics, the visuals, the t-shirt the uh, graphics. So the idea was basically to, I see myself creating like around the writers of influence brand, which is under conversion alchemy anyway. I see myself kind of creating like a, like a universe, like some kind of world building stuff. And I have a couple ideas. One, one is kind of create an Etsy store with t-shirts with like phrases on like copywriting, funny quotes uh, on copywriting, advertising and stuff. So I want to do a one-week experiment where I basically I already have the store set up. I just need to create some a couple T-shirts ideas, and I was working on uh, on it today. So yeah, I want to put on some like a couple of T-shirt ideas, and with uh, Etsy there's a nice thing called Printify. I don't know if you know about it, but basically like a print-on-demand thing. Yeah, so there's a bunch of those now too. Yeah. And so, so that's, Etsy, uh, that's, an, that's another thing. Yeah. Store test. Yeah. Okay. My only comment on that is, like, the store is only going to do as well as the traffic you can send it, right? So the yeah, first yeah. thing that comes into my head is, like, in one week, you're probably not going to get all that many yeah, results. Yeah. It was um, mostly, like, a one week in the sense of putting it up. Oh, and, just, like, uh, getting it together and at least like you have somewhere to... Yeah. At least you have somewhere to point people. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the great thing that you should steal from Senra, who does uh, the Founders podcast, is mm -hmm. have an affiliate link to all the books that you read, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So that that's an easy way to do it. And then, yeah, once you get once you get more listeners, um, being able to say at the end of the episode, hey, if you want to support the show or if you like any of these quotes, check out the Etsy store for, you know, some custom yeah. t-shirts or whatever. So it's, it at the very least, it's good that you have a plan of, of, you know, where you might go with monetization. So 
Yeah, cool. Yeah. Alright. I have actually another goal. Since I have more time and not working on client stuff, I want to redo those productized services landing pages. So three pages. Redo productized services landing pages. Are they like big overhauls or? Uh, yeah, I, I don't have those pages right now. I just have the cards where you can basically buy on my get in touch page. So I mm. want to create one page for each and also kind of restructure the products. Right. But I'm not, it's not going to be like super long pages. Got it. All right. So podcast episode two, Etsy store, and re, uh, redo the productized services landing pages. Or it sounds like create productized services landing pages. Yeah. Okay, um, on my end, it's been a pretty good two weeks. We keep you had twenty plus calls. Yeah, two call calls and letter growth, Discord outreach. So I fundraising. Yeah, so I'll give a quick back. Well, I'll give a quick summary. Like, so we sell immigration SaaS. We continue. Like our graph keeps going up to the right. We keep adding law firms every one to two weeks. Um, the problem is as we get busier, it just takes more time, right? To do demos, do sales calls, do onboarding and training calls and stuff like that. So things are actually going quite well. The problem is that some days I can't hit the cold call limit because I'm spending too much time on demos and stuff all day, right? Which is, I guess, a good problem to have so I, I might change that to like, but then the thing is when I do have like a quieter day, I can easily pump out like 50. So I might say like 30 plus cold calls, um, three times per week. Uh, so at yeah, least every or week, maybe set, I would either set like a lower minimum goal per day, or you can set a goal per week. Right. That's probably the best. Yeah. That's it. The reason why I like the per day is because it's so much easier to track. But yeah, that might be more predictable. Yeah, like if you can ask if you can ask what's the very minimum amount of calls that I can do, even when I'm super busy with demos. Like, do I have thirty minutes to send right. five? The the problem with it, like most other tasks, is like the calls per hour I can do is so much higher when you have a bigger chunk of time, right? If you have 25 minutes, I could probably get 10 to 15, right? Whereas if I have 60 minutes and I get into the groove, I can like more than double that, right? Even though it's only double the amount of yeah. time, you get in a groove, you keep moving, you get a good call, now you're feeling good. You, you, keep, don't, have the, you don't have the switching costs. Yeah, the switching costs as well. So let me try, I'm going to stick to the 30 plus three times per week. Um, cause I find it's either like if I have a pack day, it's really tough to get in a good chunk of time. But then when I have like an afternoon off, I can crank out like a whole bunch, you know? So anyways, that's just like growing pains, right? Um, letter growth, discord outreach. I did some of that. So letter growth is a tool that, or I guess it's like a part community, part website, that Chris and I use to find other newsletter owners that like to do cross promotions. 
So you cross promote and you help every, you know, everybody can build their subscriber list, stuff like that. So I posted in the discord. I also went through their channel and reached out to a few people. So I have a few more lined up over the next month. Cause I only post once a week now. I only email once a week now, as do you, which means I can only really promote one per week. I guess I could promote multiple, you know, put one halfway through, put one at the end or whatever. But for right now, based on how many people are responding, it's working out to about one per week, which is kind of nice. Um, I'm also trying to do a better job of promoting my email lists, right? So I have one like through Solopreneur Grind, which is more like personal, like, hey, this is my life as Josh, who's an entrepreneur building, you know, building a tech business. And then we also have, because I post a lot on LinkedIn about immigration, um, I'm trying to promote our Visto email list a little bit more as well. Visto's our, uh, our tech company. Um, so I, I'm really liking, I sat down for a little bit and kind of like rethought social media, you know, content strategy and stuff like that. I really think the best strategy that people can do is like post all your free stuff and then try to convert everyone to email list and then promote continue to add value and promote your paid stuff from the email list. Right. Um, so anyways, that's going well. I'm going to say, um, I still want to do a little bit more letter growth outreach. So I'll do, um, one additional discord letter growth promo after a few weeks. I've seen one of your LinkedIn post like a newsletter that you posted on linkedin as a as a post right you got a shit ton of comments there well so the other thing i have is i have a linkedin newsletter um like linkedin has a newsletter feature and i have over like i think four thousand three thousand or four thousand subscribers on that newsletter the problem is it doesn't convert super high i actually had a conversation with people in the letter growth discord about this a couple months ago LinkedIn doesn't convert that high to get people off the platform. So like I have a subscriber list of like 4,000 on LinkedIn. I'll post there every two weeks. It gets like 2,000 views, but like two people will join my email list, which is I guess two more than zero, right? But um, for whatever reason, people like to read on LinkedIn and then they don't really move off LinkedIn. Um, I mean, that's fine, right? There's only so much you can do, at least they're reading. But I've kind of solidified the the strategy a little bit. Post on LinkedIn, post on TikTok, post on Shorts. Try to drive everyone to email list. Have a really good weekly email list. I have a weekly one for SG. I have a bi-weekly one for Visto and where we you know promote our other our other products from there and then doesn't matter what happens on the socials you know you always have your email list so anyways where am i going with this great question uh close the so we haven't closed our fundraising round because it's been so slow in the summer people are on holidays taking people time to get back i think we probably will in the next week or two but I'm not going to keep it as a goal because like it's it's kind of like 70% out of my control, right? Like we like to set goals that are within our control, right? Numerical and you know quantitative and within our control. Smart. So the next two weeks, so I'll say 30 plus cold calls three times per week, one additional Discord letter growth promo, 
and outreach because usually what I do is I look through the previous posters and I outreach to you know anyone there and what's my third goal I don't know I, I, I'm trying to get a good cadence up for posting shorts right so the, the other good strategy that I've kind of found is we go live every two weeks on on my LinkedIn I also go live every two weeks to talk about immigration and then I cut cut those videos up into snippets and post on shorts and post on TikTok. So I need to get that cadence finalized. Finalize um, snippet video posting. Because I want it to be more consistent. Yeah. What I've noticed, because I've been doing it on and off on YouTube and TikTok for a while, is I find that YouTube is tough in the sense that if you stop, it's harder to get going in terms of views. With TikTok, like because I have a lot of followers, I can not post for three weeks, post a video, and if it's good, it'll get a lot of views. With YouTube, if I don't post for a while and I post, it's like crickets, right? You kind of like got to start posting again consistently. So maybe that's a difference in their algorithm. I don't know. But um, anyways, so that's where I'm at. Things are good couple growing pains as per usual and just trying to you know solidify a good strategy so with that being said do we want to get into the books of the week yeah you want to go so first I've, I've actually finished for the second time but this time I listened to it uh, the power of now by Eckhart Tolle which was one of the fir <clears throat> very first books that I got into, that actually got me into reading seriously back in 2014 or something. And yeah, I have to say, listening to it after so long, it was very refreshing and there's a lot of stuff that I took away. I recommend it in general for anyone who is kind of like in a, especially in a transition phase of life when you kind of have to reflect on like your beliefs, uh, everything that's going on in your life, your mindset as well, how to approach these changes. And one thing that I started doing in the morning, uh, I realized that I really enjoy, um, typically in the morning I, I work out the first kind of two hours in the morning and that's when I listen to audiobooks. Right, I used to like listen to like business books or podcasts uh, and I started instead the first hour, hour and a half, listening to more like philosophical books in the first part of the day, just because I don't know, it puts me in a, in a more like reflective, uh, open mind mindset overall. Mm -hmm. So I use I start I, I finished this one. And then now uh, kind of on the same line, I'm listening to this book, which is kind of the mindset philosophy of the samurai It's called Hagakure. And it's very good, actually. There's a, it's like divided in like three books, I think. Each book has got like 150 short passages. And how, how do you spell that? Varied as well. <laughs> H a g a k u r e. Okay, I'll have that in the show notes. I think Hagakure, the secret wisdom of the samurai. I think. The secret. That's pretty good. You know what I'm, you know what I thought the other day, Chris. So 
I've got into a pretty good morning routine and I go to the gym right away as well in the morning and I've been listening to pod, like business podcasts, usually a mix of founders and um, once in a while I like the uh, My First Million. It's a little more, if I'm in the mood for something a little bit more casual. But I was thinking the other day too, like maybe for part of it I should just not listen to anything. Like, I don't know. Should we have more, like, silence throughout the day where we can just, like, kind of let our minds wander? Because my problem is, as soon as I hit my computer and start working, like, my 9 to 5 or whatever, it's, like, pretty go, 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 right? And then at night, I'm hanging out with Sam, we're watching something, you know, like, you're, you're listening to people, you're watching something. So I'm listening to these podcasts, which are great. And I find them valuable, and but I'm almost thinking like, hey, maybe for part of that morning routine, should not listen to anything, just be with yourself. I, I don't know. I just had that thought the other day. I figured. No, it figured makes, I'd totally ask. makes sense. I I typically have like at least the third, the first forty minutes, as soon as I wake up, that I just get my coffee, read, and kind of journal. So that's when I'm not listening. To ah, okay. And I go to the gym. That's good. I also like. After I'm back from the gym and I got my breakfast, I also meditate 20 minutes every day. So that's also another time when I'm actually not listening or not doing anything super focused. So I what, balance what it kind like, of, like that. What kind of meditation? I do Vipassana meditation, which is what oh, I learned yeah. at the 10-day meditation retreat. So yeah, I've always been doing that since 2019. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, is that the one where you, 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 you pick like a something, I forget what it's called, and you like repeat it over no, and over? The mantra, the mantra right. one, where you have kind of sound that you have to repeat is the transcendental meditation. Ah, right. right. Which, right. which is the one that I was interested in trying, but you have to pay, you have to do like a four day, pay for a four day course or something. I don't know, it sounds like a bit of a scam. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only Hollywood people who do it <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, no, I like Vipassana. Vipassana is kind of, for me, it became kind of like a workout that you do for your mind. It's not just meditation in the sense of uh, uh, getting rid of anxiety, focusing. It's, it's actually like a real workout. There's a practice that you have to follow. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like a muscle that you have to work every day. And then cool. it becomes automatic. What, what, how do you, is it V-I-P-A-S-A-N-A? Vipassana? Uh, two S's. Two S's. Okay, I'm just throwing it in the show notes if people want to take a look. Yeah, there are there are centers all over the world, and it's uh, it's basically free. It's a donation based. So at the end of the ten day retreat, if you want, you can leave a donation. But basically, right. Cool. Um, on my end, I finished probably my third or fourth read of Shoe Dog, which. Wow has to be in my opinion i don't know if you agree or not i think it's a top three book i think it's like a top three business book it's just so good i've probably read it might have been my fourth time i don't know what year it came out but usually every like two years i'm like all right i gotta go read it again you know what i mean Mm -hmm. just such a good story the way he tells it the details he goes into how personal it gets the grind you know the ups and downs such a good book um so I finished that. Did, yeah. Did you listen to the founder's episode on that? I'm curious to, to see. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I did. 
I probably should, but I mean, if you. It'll be interesting to see if you if you note if you highlight the same idea as thoughts, or if you two have different ideas. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, I probably should. Although from the Founders Podcast, I'm getting a lot of good suggestions for books I now want to read. Right. Um, yeah. uh, George Lucas, like initially, I think of George Lucas, I love Star Wars, and I'm like, ah, what do I need to read his book? Like, he's an art guy, you know what I mean? But the way David talks about it in the story, it's like, okay, there's obviously some value there. So, anyways, um, so I finished Shoe Dog. Last night, I, I also finished Rework by, I don't remember who, there's two, it's, there are two founders of a company called Basecamp. Have you, have you read that? No. I heard the name, but I think you'd I think you'd like it. Although it's mostly like there's some sections talking about like entrepreneurialism, right? Hiring and managing people and blah blah blah. So if 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 you strictly want to stay as a solopreneur, but even still, you you like you work with contractors and stuff, right? So that could come into play. Anyways, I thought it was a really good book. It's a pretty easy read. It's basically super like it's like three or four sections kind of like themes right like hiring and you know starting your company you know blah 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 and then it's it, it has chapters that are like one to two pages so it's very quick hit it kind of reminds me of um the hard thing about hard things right by uh whatever his name was uh, horowitz i think or I'm trying to look because I, I know I have it behind me. Where is it? Uh, anyways, it, it, it kind of reminds me of that in the sense that it's pretty punchy. It's like, okay, two pages, I'm going to talk about this. One and a half pages, I'm going to talk about this. One and a half, you know what I mean? Good writing. They don't drag on. Very practical. Not as much storytelling. Normally, I like storytelling, but... This I found really interesting because they have a very strong view on how to approach your business, how you should start it, how you should run it, how you should operate it. And it's pretty, um, it's probably somewhat controversial because it goes against kind of the norms of, of what we read about on social media and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I thought it was great, a very easy read, pretty quick read. I want to say it's like 150 to 175 pages, so... Yeah, I recommend it. Nice, I might take you up on that. Anything else, Chris? Before we um, before we wrap up? Uh, no, that's all from me. Alrighty, uh, all of those will be mentioned in the show notes. Whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, make sure to like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. If you haven't already, helps with the podcast. Um, if you want to jump on Chris and or I's email list that we've mentioned, make sure to, again, check out the uh, check out the show notes. We'll have links to both of our email lists there. And other than that, we'll see you guys in two weeks. See you. See you later. <laughs>